Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to an hour of our time. This week is fad diets. We'll discuss timeline, obesity, and cotton balls with our special guest, Joe Wood. Say hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> I'm also Joe. And, and, so it works and both Dave, ways. And Dave as well. Hell yeah. Hey! Hey! Check! And then like... Because it's like one of those bands. Like... Hey! Screamy singing. Screamy singing, yeah. yeah. Like era. Sounds yeah. A lot like like I said, they sing pretty. Sing pretty. Sing pretty like a, like a nothing face situation. I don't like... I <laughs> that don't, guy does not sing pretty. I do not I like... I can't wait for more <laughs> I do not like how some of those bands add in when they're doing their clean singing. They add in a little extra, eh, like we're doing like a little like vocal fright. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's real breathy, almost like trying to make it sound yeah. more. Like it's the it's it's, the, it's the, the white girl voice thing. thing. Yeah, I don't know how to try. Yeah. I don't it's know how to the say it. was it Corey Taylor's his name? Yeah, yeah. He does that shit all the time. I don't time. know how to say this without being with sounding I've horrible. I honestly think they're trying to. Try, it's like they're trying to sound more effeminate. Well, I think, I think they're it's just the trying juxtaposition. To, they're trying to sound right, like right. I'm really good at singing. It's like when when you see a band <laughs> and they do an acoustic set and everything. Yeah. They sing it normally and then they're like, um, "Whoa, I never meant to brag, but I got it where I want it now." Like, what is this? What is this affectation that you suddenly have? That's also, what, what is this song you just sang? Oh, That's what happens yeah. when you sing pretty. <laughs> yeah, I can't sing. You gotta sing too pretty there. Now you. you, you very few people can do the um, both the like guttural stuff and the clean singing because it the pretty singing because it hurts your voice. I don't know. It's not like a Reese's cup for me. I just want one or the other. I don't. I don't. I don't need your guttural and <laughs> I like peanut both. butter. I like both in the same song. Well, that's why. Um, I want your peanut butter in my butt. The guy from Trivium, they told me I'd stop screaming or he was not gonna have any voice anymore. So they're like, and. The bassist is going to do that now, and I'm going to just sing. Okay, so just, the bassist won't be able to sing. Just, yeah, anymore. just pass the polyp buck. <laughs> so speaking of singing pretty, <clears throat> welcome back to Joe Wood to the podcast. Hey, Joe Wood. Welcome to me. Thanks for being on again. Thanks not for having as a, me. Not as an expert this time, but as, uh, well, he probably knows more about some of the stuff than we do, but we're on more equal footing this time. Yeah. I am an in, I'm, I'm an interested lay person, and I say this because we don't we don't want to set it up like, well, Joe, you're the doctor. 
I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the podcast. You're just a very opinionated person, like every like everyone else on this podcast. <laughs> there you go. So, so that to that point, our topic today is is fad diets. Fad with a D. Yeah, very <laughs> enunciated diets that are popular and maybe stupid. Indeed. We'll get we'll get into that. Very likely stupid. Either, if it's popular, <laughs> it's probably dumb. So, Dave, you brought up a good point yesterday. How you wanted to to start this off. And yes. that is to, def- well, I'll let you take it. Well, I was just saying that we should define what we mean by fad diet because Joe, as a vegan, I asked you, is veganism a fad diet? Mm. And I would say it is not. But I think it's important that we define why. I actually why. thought about that. I think it's con- contextual. I think some people I think it the, is. I think something like uh, the grapefruit diet. Diet. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Wait, that's a thing. You ever heard the Weird Al Zoot Suit Riot, but it's a grapefruit diet? Oh yeah, throw Wait. out the pizza and beer. Is I thought he was just finding words that make sense to you. That's like an actual, like a real diet. Oh, it's a real diet. It is. Yeah. I'll tell you all about it. And the oh, best I'm... part of the song is when the trombone player is about to do a solo and he yells, "Blow, fatty!" Oh, trust me, I'm familiar with the song. I had to explain to to a friend today what UHF was like. Because we posted a GIF uh, of of um, Rambo Weird Al. No, no. Uh, you get to drink from the fire hose, <laughs> and our most of the group was like, "I don't. What is that GIF supposed to be? I don't understand that." So I had to, I had to go. I had to, so stupid. I had to give them the thirty second elevator pitch of UHF. <laughs> well, th- there are some similarities in the grapefruit diet to the cabbage soup diet. Which I am very familiar with because my dad, when I was growing up, would like gain five pounds and then kind of freak out. And eventually he'll probably listen to this. And uh, and he would then go on a cabbage soup diet, which my mom would do as well out of solidarity. That's but she fair. wouldn't make us do it. So we would just watch my dad angrily eat warm cabbage, which he hates and it upsets his stomach for weeks. That's that's horrible. It's terrible. My my, my mom, my mother actually did the, the cabbage diet at one point, which... Um, I don't. I, yeah, it makes sense now, but at the time yeah. I was like, "Why? Why are you? Why are you doing this?" Because I haven't seen my feet in years. <laughs> oh, <Friday>. I know <laughs> my, my my mother is like a very she didn't doesn't need to lose weight. I don't know. Well, all right. It's so an you American. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry I thought you were transitioning back. Yeah. Um, I think the grapefruit diet <laughs> is uh. I don't think there's any leeway for that to not be a, a fad diet. I think for some people, they say, I'm going gluten-free because some people have celiac disease. Some people go vegan. And I have my reasons for doing so. But they do it like, well, this is going to be my new thing. This is my identity now, or this is how I'm going to lose weight. And for them, it's a fad. It's a thing that they get into and they don't stick with because it's like, this is just that. It's a fad. It's a hobby. Right. I think it, it's contextual. Veganism is frequently not adopted so as to lose weight it's a lifestyle transition for various reasons yeah whereas a fad diet i would say is characterized by a couple things one its intention is to lose weight quickly it Mm -hmm. is based in at least hazy scientific facts and um usually is a result of of extreme removal of things from your diet yeah so which makes it unsustainable correct it's not a it's not building a new habit it's making a drastic change that you'll never be able to sustain that's a that that's a great um point i think um we also in english use the word diet 
in at least two different ways. I mean, I, I, how many words can you think of that have multiple meanings? But right, diet right. has two meanings um, where there is some overlap. I think there's a Venn diagram you could draw, but I think it's a lot yeah. of they're they're very different meanings. So when we're talking about a fad diet, that's uh, you're saying I'm going to go on a diet now, meaning I'm going to make some drastic change in my eating patterns for a period of time is usually um, what is implied by that and even if you don't think that that's what that means that that's what's going to happen you're not mm-hmm. going to eat cabbage soup for the rest of your life right maybe, um, maybe you're trying to size down for a wedding or right. a beach body season yeah, there are examples there are examples that are intended to be lifestyle switches like the um blood type diet well i know but you, like that. Yeah. i think one thing that we'll, we'll get into later is that you never people never stick to these these restrictive diets um, or, or at least very very rarely adherence is uh, is the big is the big problem but right. um, the other meaning of diet is um, simply what you eat so so joe i mean as a vegan that that's your diet you're not on a diet right you are this is this is my diet this is what i eat you know whereas you know you know my diet is it's includes really, different foods it's really diet as a noun or dieting as a verb I think so. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like the word sale, like something is on sale or for sale. Hmm. It, it's That's sort of a good the, way to, it's, yeah. a, it's a similar relationship, right? So, yeah. and I think actually, when people are what what the research says we can talk about is people are successful in uh, this endeavor to to change the way they eat when they make sustainable lifestyle changes mm-hmm. to become um, to get to a place where this is simply what I eat now mm-hmm. i eat right, these kinds yeah. of foods not i am going to go on a diet uh for x amount of time yeah. for meeting some particular goal uh you may lot frequently people will lose weight um and then they gain it back and that's one of the big problems um with fad dieting. i think is that they they go from you know fad diet to fad diet so right so I think the other thing to kind of start with, and you mentioned this, Joe, about um, we should mention some statistics around American obesity. Yeah, I think because fad diets, I think you'll get into, have been around for prob- probably you know time immemorial. But oh, uh, I got, oh, the I oldest got one you, I could find was in the 1800s. I'm sure they go further back than that. Well, but I, I, I got I got 1820. Yeah, Ooh. but I I would think that probably they are becoming increasingly prevalent. And I think the reason for that is the um, the, epi- the obesity epidemic or obesity crisis or whatever we'd like to refer to it as. Yeah, sure. So in 2013-2014, there was a National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey conducted by the National Institute of Diabetes and Dig- Digestive and Kidney Diseases. Okay, got all that. It just rolls right off the tongue. It does. What it basically showed is more than two in three American adults are considered overweight uh, more than one in three are considered obese. Um, one in 13 adults are extremely obese, and that's a measurement, uh, ba- a body mass index measurement. Yeah, and that's... I think most disturbing, one in six children or adolescents between the ages of two and 19 are obese. One in six. That's the... Yeah. I think this is also, um, you may have heard that like life expectancy is actually starting to go down mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. um this is this this current like generation of kids um is is potentially going to be the first generation to overall live not as long as their parents right 
um, to, obesity probably being one of the major um, contributing factors. You mentioned um, those figures. Those are based on, you kind of alluded to this, based on BMI, yes. body mass index. Body mass index is an imperfect measure, um, which I think some people will probably want to point out, but it is when you're painting with broad brush with this, um, it's, it's a very useful tool to, to sure. know, know roughly where you are. Um, and, uh, did you, did you happen to look up, um, what the numbers were for yes. this obesity? So, um, a healthy adult BMI is between 18.5 and 24.9. Uh, overweight is when you hit 25 to 29.9 and anything over 30 as a, a body mass index is considered obese. Yeah. And it's, um, you, you can go online and find a, find a BMI calculator. It's not quite as simple as like your, your weight divided by your height, but it's, nope. right. that's, that's basically what it is to, to put these statistics and other numbers for you. When I say that one in three American adults are considered obese, that is over 93 million Americans. Wow. Um, also, in... That's how many miles it is to get to the sun. <laughs> mm-hmm. In 2008, the CDC did a study of, of healthcare costs associated with obesity, and they found that the estimated annual medical cost of obesity in the United States in 2008 was $147 billion. And the medical cost annually for people who have obesity was $1,429 higher than the, that of a, someone of normal weight. So in 2008, they found that somebody who is obese spends around $1,500 more on medical care per year than someone who is not. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge a huge drain on the, the medical system. I think that, um, and, it, it, and it, it also increases, now when you're talking things like risk, we're talking population level risk, which is different from individual risk. So just because, an individual talk about risk of obesity or risk of things like heart disease and um, diabetes just in a general sense yeah we think of when we talk about risk we're talking about like i said population level risk is not the same as individual risk so if i say something being obese increases your risk of heart disease by x amount that's not saying that you specifically are x percent more likely to get heart disease because you just can't you just can't predict with that level of of um, granularity for an individual person. That's kind of, it It just doesn't work that way. But, so I just wanna make sure when you're like talking about statistics, you'd be very careful. Mm. But overall, obesity increases all cause mortality, which is basically like any cause of death um, due to medical issues. Um, so heart disease, diabetes, uh, even cancer. So, like you said, it's a huge drain on the medical system. And I think that this is one of the major drivers of the fad diet phase. Um, we are living, there's no easy fix to the obesity epidemic. We're leading generally more sedentary lives than our ancestors. Um, there's issues of food security that I think come into play here, um, uh, which is basically lack of access to, for some people, lack of access to uh, high quality nutritious food. Um, and uh, like food deserts. Yeah. You, you may not have a grocery store near to your house, for instance. Well, so, downtown Columbus has this very issue, right? There is not a grocery store in Franklinton. Yeah. A true and, grocery and fast store. food is much cheaper. Even yeah. if you, if you do live near a grocery store. So, so these, so these, I think one of the, one of the themes that we'll, we'll get into is that these issues are very, this very complicated 
And these fad diets purport to be an easy fix, which just doesn't exist. Yeah. Although you were mentioning that a lot of these fad diets tend to attract the affluent. They do. Uh, yeah, that's a, something we were talking about before the before the um, we started recording. Uh, yeah, There's honestly, reasons for it. Yeah, uh, the, these these are appealing to um, affluent Americans, and frankly, is things like the. Uh, I don't know about the grapefruit diet, but uh, things that you you read about, like the um, keto diet and things like that, very high in uh, protein-rich foods. Uh, I I can't imagine that that's going to be very easy for someone who is living on a very limited budget to to meet. Um, Carbohydrates are cheap, which is why they've been the backbone of human nutrition since the dawn of agriculture. So... um, yeah, and, and and also like things like going on a quote unquote clean eating diet, you're only going to eat organic or something like that. Those foods cost uh, significant more than yeah. than their conventional counterparts. It's it's just not feasible for a lot of people. Yeah, I can tell you that that being vegan with any measure of convenience is is not cheap or or simple. Yeah, those um, packaged foods are. Yeah, like, and if 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 you have time to buy raw nuts and vegetables and meal prep everything, then you can do it in a very affordable way. But if sure. you, if you have any kind of drain on your schedule, like, yeah, it's it's not a it's not readily available. Any of the stuff at the Atkins or the keto or whatever is not readily available to anybody who does not have financial security. That's true. Even just cooking for yourself is very very difficult. Um, if you are, you know, what's you working three jobs or something like that? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I am fortunate to be in a position where I, I only work one job. I cook almost all of our meals and that's, you know, I, that's, I'm lucky. Um, should we go through a timeline of fad diets? Yeah. Let's talk about some fad diets. Okay. So please this'll interject be, as fun. you will. Um, so I found on foodinsight.org. A, uh, a an infographic of fad diets starting back in the 1820s up to 2015. The first one that was on there was the Lord Byron diet. Ah, I've heard of this. I want us to take guesses on what the diet is. Oh, that's good. Ah, man, Lord Byron diet. So, I've are we heard... familiar with who Lord Byron is? For the listener, a famous poet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You just eat like ink off of a quill pen. Wasn't it a lot of wasn't it a lot of meat? It was like very meat heavy. No, Might, or is the opposite of that? I'm thinking it was something different. You've just <clears throat> described two very broad aspects. This is not how we guess. <laughs> okay, <laughs> come up with some funny shit and then was, say it. Was <laughs> oh 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 sorry. Was it meat? Lord Byron. Um, yeah, you basically just eat positive reviews of yourself. Um. Uh, what's the what is Lord well, Byron? Send, send in those uh, send in those good reviews to the podcast, so we too can be on the Lord Byron diet. Right. According to uh, a BBC article that I found about this, of course, <laughs> BBC would want to talk about this. Um, it was one. He was one of the first diet icons. Hmm. If you can imagine, in the early 19th century, as close to a diet icon as you could be, um, <laughs> he had a biographer named John Cordy. Jaferson, Jaferson. Whoa. John Cordy Jaferson. His name is my name too. Um, said that Lord Byron had a morbid propensity to fatten. This is why I love 19th century British literature. 
because they say things like this. Morbid propensity to fatten. To fatten. So he so just he, he was like he was he was in a bulking phase. Getting a big yeah. He's just he's just eating a trash bag full of chimichangas. <laughs> he was what was that? Is that an endomorph? If oh, you, um, yeah. If you gain weight easily, yeah, those body types are kind of bogus but yeah i'm sure they're problematic but there is some guiding principle yeah that's that what makes sense that's what people would call um, it, yeah the body type if you are say prone to be a sumo wrestler <laughs> i think that he was just a man of a certain age that was going to gain weight if he didn't eat carefully and he probably blew it out of proportion because he's a poet this is me just positing things this is what it consisted of he at one point he he subsisted on biscuits soda water and potatoes soaked in vinegar. So he he was doing that to lose weight. He was doing that to maintain weight. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, I, I guess you would maintain weight because that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, he would. At, at at another point, he would like have green tea and a vegetable dinner or something, but he wouldn't eat all day. He was very. He probably had body dysmorphia if you look at it objectively. Mm. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Is this when you look at yourself and you see? Something different than yes, yeah, yes. So people with eating disorders mm-hmm. uh, tend to have body dysmorphia. Um, if you th- think Mac on "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," he has been put upon to have body dysmorphia by Dennis, right? So that's a uh, it's kind of not funny when you talk about it out of context. Um, the show's real funny though. Trust boy, us. Boy, did he get ripped! In oh this man, new season. Rob McElhaney is in great shape, and yeah. he did it for one joke. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, that's commitment. Worth One it. joke. Um, Lord Byron was quoted as saying that um, women should not be seen eating or drinking unless it is lobster, because that is the only ladylike thing to eat. That seems which I don't agree with, because that's some sloppy. Yeah, what about I say lobster? Sounds like really messy to eat. <laughs> I think I think spaghetti is the most ladylike thing to eat. <laughs> Maybe like uh, only if you're on a date with a tramp. Spaghetti O's. Hey, hey lady. Maybe eating eating uh, uh, a, a, a cantaloupe, but you don't have any knives. It is uh, suggested that he had negatively... This is my words. He negatively influenced all the hipster kids who wanted to look gaunt. <laughs> the younger generation was like, Lord Byron, he's like... I don't know Jack White or something. Yeah. Wait, so uh, to these people. Wait, so people, people, some people wanted to look very skinny. Yeah, so he had that that nineteenth century art artistic gaunt, okay, cheek heavy cheekbone look, and so the young people were like, "Well, we want to look like that guy, and we, we want to look like his daguerreotype." But how many people even saw him? I don't know. I mean, Is Lord it, Byron died. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. It's, well, it, I, that's a fair question. I wonder if this is one of the first examples of of that being the the aesthetic goal because you know I think for most of human history, if you were um, what we would consider overweight, that was a symbol of wealth, right? Because you had right, enough yeah, food. Yeah. I mean, if if everybody in your you know your village is is basically like kind of just barely not starving, um, you have enough food because you are you know the head you know, the top person or you're wealthy or whatever, and you have enough to sure. eat. Um, when, well, when was the, uh, the French revolution? This uh, the, was the late 1700s. Late 1700s. Yes. Well, it was, it was, yeah, shortly after the American revolution. It was so, like the 1790s, I believe. Right. So imagine you're in Europe, specifically, uh, Western Europe, mm-hmm. and these poets are coming along and they're looking real cool and they're yeah. writing about the everyman. And then you got the rich, wealthy, overweight people 
there's probably a sentiment to go the yeah, other way. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's a um, yeah reaction to that. Like they're they're the, the hipsters, as you said. Yeah. that's interesting. I don't. I mean, of course, we're we're doing a lot of uh, conjecture, but I mean, it, for sure, it makes it, it might make sense. Maybe that's worth digging into. Yeah. Um. So that's the Lord Byron diet. Uh, 1930s, the grapefruit diet. Can I can I get one in there timeline wise before we get in there? Uh, the raw food diet or raw foodism mm. developed in the 1800s through a guy named Dr. Maximilian Bircher Beener. <laughs> Benner B E N N E R. Really, <laughs> Maximilian Bircher Beener. <laughs> How would you say that? B E N N E R. <laughs> I guess Benner. Benner. I like Beener better. Dr. Maximilian Bircher Benner. It sounds um, like a Muppet. He discovered that he could cure his <laughs> own <laughs> own jaundice with raw apples. Okay. And so, well, I hope I didn't know. I don't understand. And so he assumed that. Is that does that make sense? Is I don't know. How jaundice do you, uh, with raw apple. It, maybe if you like jaundice is like a, a kidney them. issue. Yes, you're not filtering your so, blood correctly. It can be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I guess I don't know. It sounds well, like he just hydrated. From what more. I read, it was that he discovered, but I guess a better way to say it is that he came to the determination that he cured his own jaundice by eating raw apples. And so he extrapolated <laughs> that eating only raw foods must be the way to do this. Well, that's a, that's an example of the logical fallacy um, post hoc ergo propter hoc. Af- after this, therefore, because of this. You must have listened you to our episode that from on logical episode fallacy. about fallacies. Well, I see. I, I may, I may have good. listened to that one. Very good. Um, but uh, in the raw foodism diet, uh, you eat food that hasn't been cooked, processed, microwaved, irradiated, genetically engineered, or exposed to pesticides or herbicides. Those 19th century microwaves. Yes. And, and the, well, for those doing it now. And, know, and, and the belief here is that cooking vegetables and, and fruits things like that gets rid of most of their nutritional value where in fact that can be true that it gets rid of some things it's overall um accurate to say that cooking many vegetables actually releases more yeah uh, a like good example boil broccoli down for like three hours sure well some things if you cook them you get rid of some vitamin c and vitamin vitamin b but those vegetables for example are so rich in those vitamins that it ultimately doesn't make a difference right. yeah it, it, there's a give and a take there are some vitamins that are easily broken down by heat but there are many other vitamins that are um not available well, like uh, cooking tomatoes is not an available. Example. Yeah, not available if the food is not cooked. If you cook a tomato, it increases by fivefold the bioavailability of the antioxidant lycopene. Also, cooking carrots makes beta carotene uh, more available for the body to absorb. Um, and cooking can reduce chemicals that inhibit absorption of, of uh, minerals. And a good example of that is uh, spinach. Uh, yes, yes. Um, also, spinach is. Um, yeah, spinach is interesting because it's um, high in uh, something called oxalic acid, which is binds to iron and actually makes iron less available. So people let people eat spinach for iron, but it's kind of a you're still you're still getting iron from eating um, mm. spinach, and spinach is so good for you, but it's it's not. Yeah, I just chew on magnets. Um, yeah, I heard beta carotene was good for your eyes. That's true. It is. Never seen a blind rabbit. Hey. <laughs> Apparently there, one of the other big issues. I had a with, child argue with me once about that and thought that that was like scientific fact. There is actually. Like that's rabbits. a fucking joke. <laughs> that's your grandpa says. Speaking of carrots, I don't know if you're going to mention this, but there is a fad Probably diet not. that involves drinking massive quantities of carrot juice. 
and it results in something that has been dubbed orange man syndrome because uh-huh. beta carotene is vitamin and is also pigment. It's in the stall inside where we work. Oh yeah. So you read that all the time. And it it um it will yeah. it will make you turn like visibly orange and and also um that can lead to but orange man syndrome is also like you're gonna get vitamin A toxicity pretty soon after that as well. Um, because they also have a lot of vitamin A. Um, the other thing, the last thing I'll say about yeah, the raw sorry. foodism diet is that the other drawback is time preparation. When you're prepping raw vegetables, sometimes you have to do certain things. I mean, you, it's not some things are difficult to eat when they're raw. Sure. So yeah. you've got to prepare them in a certain way because you're not cooking them. So what do for- I need to eat to be a blue man? <laughs> I need to grow two inches. Cotton candy. Paint. Paint. I, I looked into this once. You have to be at least 5'9 to be a blue man. Interesting. Um, like, I was really excited and then crushed it. So the the raw food diet, I have, I have just a few quick thoughts. Um, the raw food diet strikes me as something that it, it sounds like that would just be so, so soul-sucking and awful to do as Dude, a person. This, like, is the, this is the easiest of the ones I've read about. Right. Soul-sucking, but there are some that might uh, actually be You ever look at a horse's teeth? But as a person who like really likes... a raw food diet. That's true. As a person who really likes to that's eat true. food, I enjoy Fucked food. Up teeth. Yeah. I enjoy the act of eating. Um, uh, so I'm going to make a not-scientific argument as the quote-unquote scientist. That that just sounds awful to me. Like Food should be something that you, you enjoy engaging in. It's like uh gathering with you know family and friends to share a meal like what you know what what could be better than that and just you're you're taking food and you're making it you're stripping it of anything that's fun i i have to imagine that you just don't eat as much on this raw food diet as you did like what are you going to want to eat more of this like raw carrot salad or french fries the one thing i didn't (laughs) mention as a characteristic of a fad diet is that the reason that they work initially is that part of it is always drastically cutting down your caloric intake right and 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 you're right that is it i'm sure we we can get back to this but that is the 100 the reason why they work but the other point i wanted to make is that um that we can i think we can get into later is that uh the raw food diet um People think that that works because they're buying into actually pre-scientific notions of vitalism, that there is a, a, a life force. And actually the person that you are talking about that originally advocated for it, he believes in a in a life force. But he's also, I mean, you can always be excused because we sort of didn't understand much about science when he was advocating for this. They were just beginning the enlightenment and understanding how biology and the world works. So you could almost be forgiven for thinking there was some vital life essence to things we now know that that's not that that's not the case um so cooking food doesn't strip it of its life essence but essentially like by advocating the or or thinking in the modern era that you're going to do the raw food diet and that that has some benefit you're it's magic you're you're believing in magic um which is also i think probably a factor in many of these other diets and i'd also say that i agree with you that I look at food as something that you share and I, I like enjoying eating food. It's important to me. But we are people who have body types where we we can get away with eating certain things. Oh. And these diets tend to attract people who are desperate to lose weight, whether because they have a body type that doesn't allow for that or oh, because cer- they see themselves a certain way. So I agree with you. Certainly. But I think that that feeling is a luxury. Uh, certainly. But I, I think that... Um I think that you can have it both ways. I think that many of these fad diets, folks that are, 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 you know, really, especially people that are going from fad diet to fad diet, that's a very disordered relationship with food. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's it it's food is not it, food is not good or bad. No food is good or bad. It's not your enemy. It's just a thing that you eat um, that sustains your life. And you can drive and hopefully you can drive enjoyment from it as well. Um, but uh, you, you are right. We are, I'm speaking from a place somewhat of, of, of fortune, but yeah. It, yeah. To quote my friend's stepfather, um, speaking about vegetarianism once, and uh, we were sitting outside. This was in Dayton. And I said something about uh, I was a vegetarian at the time. I've since uh, leveled up, as I like to say. Um, <laughs> you got that vegan power up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milk and eggs, bitch. It's shaped like, a, it's, it's shaped like one of those uh, like vegan hot dogs. Yeah. It's a power up. That's my metal that I pin to my chest. Yeah. I got to change it every couple of days because of birds. Um, and my friend being a friend was trying to defend my position to this very towny Dayton man. Not to say that everybody there is, but you just see what I'm saying. Sorry, Dayton listeners. Um, yeah, they get it. <laughs> and, uh, my friend says, well, you know, I hear that like a, 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 a black bean burger is like really flavorful. And to quote this man, he says, well, cherry pie's got a lot of flavor too, but I'm going to eat that for dinner. And that's really all we need to know about uh, food choice. <laughs> um, uh, did you have anything else to add before the 1930s? No. No, let's hear, no, let's hear some more wacky fad diets. Okay, grapefruit diet. Uh, is meant to be a short-term diet. It's 10 days on, two days off. You could repeat this. Um, there are different versions uh, some versions are as simple as eat half of a grapefruit before your meal. Some are just eat that grapefruit and a f- few other things just to stay alive. Um, what usually happens is that it is too low in nutrients, specifically micronutrients. Mm. So grapefruits are great. I like grapefruit, but aside from the vitamin C, you're not getting a whole lot out of that. Um, so people get very maybe get really sick if they do it for more than more than one cycle. Well, especially if you're like only eating grapefruit, the idea of eating like a grapefruit a day as like, you know, taking up some room in, in your stomach. So yeah, that you eat less yeah. of, you know, dinner or whatever. I mean, I don't know if you really like grapefruit, that's probably not that bad of an idea. Well, there's an idea that the grapefruit has an enzyme that helps oh. to burn fat. Now, I've read that pineapple has an enzyme that helps you to digest things, which is more far more within the realm of possibility. Pineapple has papain, which um, is what's in meat tenderizer. If you buy meat tenderizer, it's the same enzyme. So there you go. There's like actual scientific grounding to that depend- well, in some cases. Depending yeah, on what it, you it essentially like pre, pre-digests the, the protein. It, it, it's what we say denatures the protein before you are actually eating it. But um, proteins are, are actually one of the more easily digestible things that you can eat so oh. I, I i question that that's really doing much for you fair enough i started eating pineapple to help me digest things because i just wanted to it it was probably a psychosomatic i'm sure it, i'm, I'm sure it doesn't hurt and pineapple's delicious pineapple's great anyway so it's nice uh but yeah there's a belief that grapefruit well there's an enzyme in it if you just start saying science words people are like oh enzyme well that's the definition of pseudoscience is you're using the words yeah and the trappings of science to to sound authoritative. Precisely. Well said. I haven't eaten a grapefruit. I don't. I couldn't tell you the last time I ate 
a grapefruit. Man, I keep buying bell peppers. I don't eat those fucking bell peppers. Oh, I like bell peppers. Like, I'm afraid to buy a grapefruit because I'm. F- I feel like I'm gonna wake up and go like hmm, later. That's what I do with avocados. <laughs> there was this. There was a, a string of like four months where I would buy avocados every time I went to the store. Like this. This time, I didn't eat a single avocado that I bought. Ugh. I stop. I was like, I have to stop buying these. You're the. You're the shittiest millennial ever. What, you're. Not, you're not eating your avocado toast. <laughs> It's just like, oh, it's a natural source of cholesterol, and it's like it's great, and it's got natural fat or whatever. You put it on like butter or whatever. I was like, I hate, I hate it, I hate it, hmm. and I, I, I think I'm supposed to eat it, but I fucking hate avocados. I don't want it. I, I, man, I put some salt on an avocado. I love, I love avocados. I do too. I don't hate it. I just, you know, I don't like it. I do rage this, against the avocado machine, man. You don't have to like them. I do this with <laughs> bananas. Like I'll buy a bunch of bananas and then I'll just let yeah. them sit. I had some, I was on a good. Second thing I've dropped noises. so far. Ugh, I my was, God. I was on a good path eating bananas recently, and then I... Bananas s- are good. And I know that they're in their own sock, basically, but yeah. I... That's I, why it's an atheist nightmare. This is a really I, weird way to describe it. You should look up the atheist nightmare peel. video with Kirk Cameron talking about bananas. Yes, if you, you haven't already. But I, I saw my cat sneeze on them the other day. Like, he was <laughs> looking at the bananas, and then he just sneezed. I don't know if you've mentioned this in a, an episode or I missed it, but Dave is a germaphobe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sent an inter- intern home today because they were very, very under the weather. And I went, you got to go home. And they went, are you insisting? I said, I'm telling you to go well, home. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's probably legitimate. Very, very sick. But, but yes. Can I do uh, that at work? Can I just start sneezing and they'll let me leave? But, I mean, like I said, a banana's got its own covering. But I saw the cat sneeze on him and I was kind of like, well, hmm. Although I know the kind of respiratory infections that affect cats don't affect people. But I still saw the sneeze. Da- saw Dave, Dave is defending himself specifically to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> looking, dir- looking directly at me like uh, he's defending I- himself and then also undermining his like defense. I'm defending I'm ju- myself to him. myself and looking for you to validate my defense to myself I That's hey man happening. you do do what you do what you want with those bananas at this but- point the bananas are they're riper than I want I like when they're a little green oh man I oh. Eat, I eat a banana every day mm-hmm. and it is why I feel so tired and shitty all the time I don't I mean, it's why I feel so healthy. I do not like green bananas. I actually am. I think I'm a weird person. Oh, I, ew, I prefer yeah, they them. Feel disgusting. On your I teeth. like. Oh, them I like when, a little, a little firm. No, I like them firm. when they've got they started to get spots. So some of the sugars have started to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So some like of the starch has like been broken veiny, down to sugar. They're very you know sweet. Saying? Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't. I I I'm not in my phase of eating a banana every day because uh, we still have like other fruits available uh, in Ohio in a, in like a month you won't be able to get any other fruit except for a, like citrus and bananas. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, be yeah. with you eating a banana every day. Yeah. I don't know. I like bananas. My wife is absolutely disgusted by bananas. I I tried to eat a banana in the car and I, I swear to God, she made me pull over yeah, there are and throw the, the banana smell. out of the window. You know, speaking of that, I watched Borat the other day and he only <laughs> says my wife like four times and it's not even pronounced. It's really, really you just you just remember it more. He just uh, it's just part of dialogue. I don't know why people <laughs> stuck like like latched onto that so hard. Mm-hmm. Also, so, that whole thing where he's in the village that movie is doesn't hold up. That whole part where he's in the village those are real people in Russia. actually I have not seen that movie. Oh, really? They he said I'm going to film a documentary and they're like okay great and then complete it's a real dick move. I think that's his whole that you just described his whole thing is hey I'm gonna. Do this documentary, yeah, and, but and some, not tell you what it's about. But he, 
when he's going after the powers that be, it's one thing. When it's just like I'm going to make fun of these poor Eastern yeah. European people, yeah. like that's a whole other thing. I like I haven't seen it. We're getting off topic. Okay, 1950s, the cabbage soup diet. Oh, aforementioned. all right. Um, I went to cabbage-soup-diet.com. That's right. They got the dot com. Does this cabbage soup diet dot com exist without did, the hyphen? <laughs> so did this diet come about? It's in, it's in the fifties. Did this diet come about because of like, uh, so World War Two, we're rationing everything. All we have to eat is cabbages. No, in the fifties, no, no. If this would have happened during the Great Depression, it would make sense. But in it, the 50s, yeah. soup soup lines are done in the fifties. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm just wondering if it has its roots in that or something. Maybe it was a turn away from the decadence because, of the 1950s. It's because cabbage is cheap. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, let's talk about it. This is these are these are the facts. I'm going to speak from the perspective of cabbage-soup-diet.com. Lay it on me. While you do that, I'm going to see if without the dashes exist, does that need to know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although not suitable for long-term weight loss, this is them covering their ass. The cabbage soup diet, and they capitalize each letter in that. By the way, capital C, capital S, cabbage soup it's, diet. It's probably trademarked. I'm sure a it book. is. Is a low-fat. Like zero fat, right? High fiber, yep, diet. This is true. That will help you get into shape fast before you embark on a more moderate long term eating plan. So they're saying it's like a gateway diet, like cocaine. You know what? I that be, because of like how extreme um, these fad diets have become, I think these days, and I'm sounding like a curmudgeon, that, that what you just read almost sounds moderate in comparison to. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think that a doctor would recommend you to do that. However. It's still, let me hurry up and lose 10 pounds in 10 days. Yes. That's still, and you're going to gain it right back. And they want you to buy a bunch of shit still. They like it, buy yeah. this dumb book yep. or whatever. Seven keys to success. Yeah. Donate to our PayPal or whatever. Yeah. So well, here are the pros. And But that's what it is. Behind all of this is money. They're oh, always yeah. going to be trying to make money off of you. The pros. You'll lose weight fast, and for the week, you can eat as much of the foods listed in the program as you want. The foods listed are cabbage and soup. I was going to say. Sometimes at the same time. Oh, wait, always. <laughs> I was going to say, is the, is it just a list of one bullet point called cabbage soup? There are certain spices you're allowed to use, and you can put other things in the cabbage soup. Oh, no, it's no. Like the cayenne oh, pepper no, 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 no. Don't, don't tell me what spices I can and can't use. That's <laughs> I got to draw a line somewhere. You're not the prototypical white person at the barbecue. I'm a chef. Um, don't hands off my spice cabinet. You've been wearing that big hat the whole time. I was wondering why. Um, although the diet is only for seven days (parentheses) and shouldn't be followed for longer, it provides a great "quote unquote" kickstart for a more moderate diet. Cons. Here are the cons. Oh, I'm, I'm I I know what one of them is going to be. And these are the cons they say that they say. Like, oh, it just works too well and cares too much. <laughs> If I if I had to say yeah, my one weakness is that I'm I care too much and I'm too hard of a worker. Um, some people find the soup bland. Cabbage soup never. Yeah. Others report feeling lightheaded, weak, oh, yeah, and have suffered from decreased concentration. Uh huh. Because you're starving. Damn, these are pretty like qualification. They're really honest. Although I, speaking from the first person on an informational website, I uh -huh. feel like that's some kind of faux pas. Yeah, probably. It's, like, it's not scientific at all. Although I hear that many people think the diet is worth the effort anyway, since they lose so much weight, exclamation point. 
This I'm, is this is like your 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 aunt Deborah leaning in, like although I think some people don't mind that ever because they look so much weird. <laughs> so they, don't don't tell your mom. Based on how honest they were with those cons, I am shocked by one one large omission, which is I guarantee you, you have prolonged butt sadness. You, you, you are gonna shit your brains out. Cabbage soup for seven days. They mentioned fiber. Well, I mean, this is a problem too when people go to the doctor and the doctor tells them like, "Hey, you gotta eat more fiber in their diet." So they go to the grocery store and they buy those um, like fiber one bars or those, you know, granola yeah, yeah, yeah. type Metamucil. things, um, or or that. Um, and they eat, and they're like, "Well, doctor says I gotta eat more fiber." So they eat like three of those, you know, chocolate covered granola bar, uh, granola bar things, and and then they are on the toilet all day. Well, if you look at the the back of the box. Um, it even has a warning that says, like, basically, you have to ease into this. Uh, it's if go go find a like Fiber One or one of those other bars and read the back. It's really funny because it's the most polite way of saying, if you eat too many of these, you're gonna shit your pants. You know what else happens though? If you get too much fiber, the opposite happens. Yeah, you'll shit in four days. Yeah, that's true. Um, there was a point where I was like, I need more pro- more protein sources, and I read that flaxseed. Or, or chia seeds were a good source of protein while yeah. also being a good source of fiber. I was like, okay, I'll just start introducing chia seeds into this. I know they're not magical or anything, but it, they've got more protein than you'd think for what they are. Sure. And then it was just like it was a rough week. Yeah, that sounds bad. You can't just like up your fiber intake by like 30% no. and then expect everything to be no. good. No, the old tum-tum does not like that. It's not good. No. Well, um, and there are two kinds. It's of like th- when somebody gets food poisoning from chicken, and they're like, "I can't eat chicken for the yeah. rest of my life." Now no I'm more like, chia I don't, seeds. I don't fuck with chia seeds. There are two kinds of fiber. I never fuck with a chia seed, <laughs> man. The point of order: there's two kinds of fiber. There is um, insoluble fiber, mm-hmm. which is um, what they put in those bars. It's um, it's generally from what you call psyllium fiber. It's just it's just roughage. And what that and that does that does serve a purpose, but it's completely indigestible, and your body will pass it. And then soluble, you get from goofium, right? Like like corn. Yeah, corn. uh, The corn kernel. Uh, Corn is fun uh, because that is a (laughs) that's a really crude way to track your digestive or your intestinal transit time, which is the oh, it's like those rubber ducks that they've dropped in the ocean. Uh huh. It's. It's the length of time that it takes before you eat something and before you poop it out, which is information that actually might be would be relevant to like if you got a fly, certain or people. Something. Yeah, you want to yeah. yeah, yeah. know that you can <laughs> hit that fuddruckers before that flight, Question or before is, is that flight two hours or six hours. Yeah, before you're about to take a test, you're gonna make sure before. Well, I'm, I like to run. You're gonna make sure you gotta make sure you do that before you run, or it's gonna be bad news. Yeah, we're getting so far off topic, but soluble place with all the with all the games and the and the burgers, Dave and Buster's, Dave and Buster's, so, soluble fiber. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to have Let's a whole. Chance. I'm looking to have a really good an evening at Dave and Buster's. So, at what time can I eat Fuddruckers? <laughs> I assume I'm going to both places. <laughs> Anyways, why why Fuddruckers? I don't know, because I've never been there, and it's got a funny name. Oh, okay, great. Um. We're going to jump to 1970. Okay. I'm not making this up, so don't ask. 1970, the Sleeping Beauty Diet. Huh. What do you think this is? Um, is it similar to the werewolf diet? Have you heard about that one? Where you fa- you fast during a fa- full moon? That's a real, <laughs> no. That is a real diet. I'll tell you about it later. No, it's the werewolf diet where eating a big plate of beef chow mein. <laughs> Ow! 
you just got and Z-Bond. Then, <laughs> and then you got to drink a pina colada outside of Trader Vic's. Right. Um, so <laughs> Sleepy Beauty Diet. <laughs> what do you think this is? Jesus Christ. Um, the Sleeping Beauty Diet is where... Oh, no, it's I not the it's, one where you grow your hair real long and then hang it's out It's when you, d- you don't eat because you ain't got no man. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking it comes of, around eventually. Though. I'm thinking of Snow White with an apple. You eat a. You, you eat a apple. You just, you just eat poison and throw you, up. You well, Sleeping Beauty is the the witch makes her basically incapacitated. She gives until you the, the prince. Yeah. Is that where you something? Uh, the face. Sleeping Beauty diet is where you only eat uh, right before you go to bed. Okay. Did you have a submission? Uh. Oh, is that the one where you actually take pills to go to sleep so you like sleep through days? Yes. Yes, I did read about <laughs> you this. You go under sedation <laughs> yeah. for several days. Yeah. I oh, about this. People so literally you... basically put themselves in like almost an induced coma oh, by so you... taking sedatives. Oh, so you can't eat because you're asleep. Because you're asleep. It's like a Walt Disney diet. You well, just go and sleep. But it causes animation. extreme muscle atrophy and, and one, because you're not moving and two, because you're not getting nutrients. So your muscles just react really poorly to that. Are you telling me that it's a bad idea to take like a bunch of horse tranquilizer and sleep for three days? Yeah, I did read that this was not recommended as a diet. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they some, put that in there. But some people think like, there's so much weight. It's worth it. <laughs> but some people say that it's worth it. Hey, if I have another piece of cake, don't tell your dad, okay? <laughs> It's fine. I can eat the whole cake because I'm gonna go to sleep my, for seven my days. My dad is that person. My dad is the person <laughs> where he'll like, well, I'm not gonna have any cake. And then I've have I've had girlfriends in my life that would sneak my dad cake, for what reason I don't know. But my dad would do that. He would like there was a new person in the house like, well, I'm not gonna have any cake. And then they'll feel bad for him and they'll bring him cake. <laughs> oh, so he started to game the system. Uh, after well, the, he, he knows exactly what I he's mean, doing. After all the, the time. A, after the age of like twelve, like no one is regular. Like no one's making you not eat cake like you eat cake yeah or you're don't. saying this for a reason yeah you're, yeah you're this is a pronounced well, no one is doing it, it no one thinks, is in control of my thinks, cake he thinks that if he can convince a new person in the house that my mom is not letting him have cake then this new person <laughs> will bring him cake in a very sneaky fashion and uh-huh. it has worked on multiple occasions well i'm gonna go back to sleep in the basement so it's no like uh so it's like you're gonna smuggle someone. She's there. gonna lock me in for the night in about twenty minutes. You're gonna smuggle a file in with a cake to someone in prison, but minus the file, just just the it's cake. It's a cake with another cake and another cake. Russian nest another cake. Yeah. What if what if you do a knew a carpenter that wasn't allowed to have cake, and you'd have to put cake inside of a file? <laughs> Goddamn! I didn't know where you got. I didn't know where you're going. Or a lawyer. <laughs> the cakes inside the lawyer. Yeah. yeah. In Soviet, That's what I meant. <laughs> Soviet Russia, cake eats you. Um, this isn't usually part of my services, but uh, I do have five pounds of cake in my rectum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on retainer, so uh, honestly, anytime you want it, it is it's a available. Mi- it is a myth that people retain undigested food in the colon, and that you. Oh, I mean, it's in a bag. Of, you can do some sort of cleanse. Yeah, it's in a bag. Just FYI. They yeah. put it up his butt. Oh, oh right. But it's in right. a bag. Yeah. It's, in a bag. it's like the little zebra cakes. Because if you lube up some cake, for the most part, oh, it's man, ruined. Zebra cakes are so good. It depends on if you get a running start or not. Well, if you get like one of those, you ever see like the... Um, with the or whipped, if you just drop them from high enough. You know like the whipped icings? Yeah. I think, I think that would probably do the I job. Prefer, I prefer an Italian meringue. <laughs> yeah, anyways. <laughs> 
the finer points of putting cake up your ass. <laughs> cake in your butt. <laughs> Anyways. Ah. Um, jump forward to 1996. Okay. And that is the blood type diet. Um, now, before we jump in, I just want to say, I went to the website of the doctor who started this. I'm sorry. With this guy because it's infuriating. I didn't, but oh. I clicked on the link that went to the scientific reasoning for the diet. No, just wait. We've now reached step the step all over my yeah, bit. We've now reached the portion of the podcast where Joe will get upset. <laughs> Both of them. I clicked on it, and I'm not making this up. It literally went to a page that said page not found. <laughs> <laughs> on the the I mean, website. That's that's perfect. I checked around. It wasn't a faulty HTML coding. So everything else worked. That one was page not found. So what does that mean? Whether that is dramatic irony or they're just like ah, fuck it. I don't know. It means that the the diet has fallen out of vogue, but the entirety of the web page has not been pulled down. Just some parts have not been updated, and now they're broken links. I, th- I think you're probably right. Yeah. Although I've certainly heard people. I like, don't know. N- it's a pretty snazzy website. None of none of this ne- none of this stuff ever dies. It's like the raw food diet. You know, is from the early 1800s, and it's kind of back um, in in some quarters now. It's like yeah, that website. Oh, yeah, because I want to eat like a caveman. Right. Oh man. Okay, so that's that website's largely diet. that website's largely defunct. Well, but... the idea with the blood type diet was like, okay, if if you've got type O blood, that is the oldest kind of blood, which is not true. Um, you should eat like a caveman, and you've got type A blood. Is that well, what type, it is? Yeah, and then because I honestly tried to understand that's why he, the that's different types said. were, and I could not find and it. And then he would say things like type A blood. Oh, type A blood is able to break down. It has an enzyme that can break down protein better, so you should eat mostly meat. I, all of his stuff was totally backwards. I just don't understand why. I I would love to understand. This is way outside of the, the, the realm of this podcast. I would love to understand the psychology of why someone reads that and just believes it. I guess sure, mo- there are flat earth beliefs. I know. I guess it mo- well, it has I guess it's science words. Like I we guess, said, it just sounds, maybe it's, I guess it's and motive. the guy's a doctor. Like Dr. Yeah. Oz is a doctor. Look, if you want to just eat meat a whole bunch. You're going to find any means you want to justify it. So if you read that and go, like, oh, I've got type A blood. This is like an eat Yeah, I guess it's motivated. Was it the Zytetic method at that point? The Zytetic method, yeah. It's a, self, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I guess it's like a horse. Yeah, in that way, it's probably like a horse goat then. Yeah, yeah you're exactly. I thought you were going to say horse. Horse goat. Like horses. Yeah. Horse uh, goat. Yeah, I guess it's motivated reasoning too, probably. It's, it's, you- a, it's a telescope that just helps you see horses. Up. Sign me up. Yeah. I, I love horses. Sounds pretty neat. <laughs> So, so what happens? I after mean, Doctor Phil's a fucking doctor. <laughs> what happens yeah. after '96? 2000 is the macrobiotic diet. Yes, What's which like? was dubbed uh, informally, informally, not as the Gwyneth Paltrow diet. Yep, it is supposed to balance your yin and yang. Um, I wrote a note to myself to just read from the page. Um, he- health, or U.S. News, the health part did a write-up on this. The aim is to prevent disease and get optimal health because that's a that's a metric that is okay. the same for everyone. Great. U.S. News and World Report, great for buying a car, bad for diet. Well, the, they're actually giving a fairly objective outlook on it. It's it's more factually based and like, that, here's why the science doesn't hold up. They're, they're sometimes they're, they're pretty credulous. Go ahead. 
Um, it's you, you, you're supposed to ward off and cure diseases, and this includes heart disease, diabetes. That's how you're supposed to say it now. <laughs> diabetes. You're supposed Di- to say diabetes. Diabetes. Um, and even cancer. And you're supposed to live a healthy, long, happy life. But anyway, there's a bunch of... Cha- there's not one microbiotic diet. There's like It's like an umbrella, and there are micro- macrobiotic diets within that. Um, you're supposed to eat a bunch of grains and what your body tells you to eat. Oh. Wild. Which isn't this just like, it's like, I'm going to talk about the nutritarian diet in a little bit. Isn't yeah. it just eating healthy? Like eat for your body and what your body tells you is right. Why do I need to buy books for you to tell me to eat grains and what, what is healthy for me? Well, that's really funny that they're advocating grains when a lot of the fad diets um, that have come out in the past few years are very much against eating grains. I think uh, the fact that all, many of these diets are mutually exclusive with one another, I think should probably be a, a right. hint. Um, okay, this was the, the desire to ch- achieve inner balance is the driving force. I can't do that without touching my chest. Like, um, According to Modern Day Macrobiotics, which is a book that you can buy, uh, whole living food of course you can buy it is thought to possess abundant energy so vitalism and, and where it grew and how it was prepared among myriad other factors affect how energy will flow oh pardon me i'm just over here vomiting when you eat the energy is transferred to your body changing the way you feel no shit so that is that's really interesting because they're they're very i think that's very upfront about the magical thinking they're not they're not trying to hide that behind trappings of science true as much these are the same people that say take a jade egg and put it in your vagina and store all your chakras or whatever Which they just settled a class action lawsuit for this so i think that this ties in with maybe this is we can talk about this now a lot of these um fad diets and just a lot of the confusion and 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 things uh now tie into or are very related to uh, religious ideas of purity. Um, Many Mm. world religions, and they specifically mentioned um, yin and yang um, uh, in in that description. So I I, I do not intend to denigrate any particular uh, religious viewpoint, but when you're making a religious argument about we're not going to eat this specific food um, because of your religion that's that's inherently not a scientific claim um you you, you can't test it one way or other right that's, so i don't you know i don't i don't follow any of those particular traditions um that that dictate what food you can eat but many people do and i i don't i don't begrudge you that um these a lot of these folks these fad diets they're mixing that with a, a scientific argument that this is the optimal diet to eat because it is better for health. Mm. But I actually think that a lot of it has to do with, um, like I said, religious ideas of purity and in-group in group versus out-group. One of the ways that you can delineate my tribe from your tribe is we eat this specific food and you do not, or we don't eat this and you do. And we've, this is, this goes back to, you know, the entirety of, recorded history right mm-hmm. and even before that um now there's I draw no... penises using blueberries you <laughs> right. draw penises using strawberries <laughs> get the fuck out of my uh, no, out I'm of my not, cave not like blackberries from a penis jar but but this oh, is oh yeah burn this guy burn the heretic. enemy of my enemy am i right 
but I, enemy, my enemy is the blackberry penis <laughs> <laughs> so so how, that's where you just get a really old phone and hold it in front of your crotch like me 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 <laughs> blackberry penis but to use an example like how is um for instance kosher uh kosher food or halal food i don't see that as qualitatively different from i am on a clean eating diet well wh- like what does that mean um there, there's nothing, mm. there's no scientific basis to that. Or, for instance, people that want to know uh, the method that their food was produced, for instance, um, they, they avoid genetically engineered uh, foods, or they don't want any genetically engineered foods to have touched the food they're, they're going to eat. So, yeah. you know, no, no GM feed given to their um, animals that they're going to eat. I well, will say, though, the kosher and the halal, they don't ascribe scientific basis to it no they do not i do think that there's there's differences but i think there's certainly a venn diagram of the psychology here uh and we mentioned some of the issues related to um affluenza some people call it Mm. uh you know i'm better than you because i eat macrobiotic diet or whatever it is i i i firmly believe in there is some um there's some research to suggest that that is one of the major motivations beyond people thinking it's better for them. Um, they feel better. And there's also the converse of that is there's a lot of, I'm a parent. There's a lot of people that, um, report feeling guilt for not feeding their children, you know, specific kinds of food. So, um, like I said, I, I think a lot of this harkens back to that food is inherently bad. Like, like gluten people that are not I'm, I'm leaving people that have celiac disease aside um i'm not going to eat gluten because gluten is bad again no food is good or evil that it's it's food yeah but avoiding gluten will help you lose weight because you don't eat bread anymore because down your carbs you're paying very careful attention to what you are putting into your body which is what you should be doing right it's 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 like a, it becomes a side effect essentially at that point yeah you can certainly you're 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 mi- you're misattributing the cause for your weight loss. You're like, well, I well, gluten was the problem. Like, no, you stopped eating bread and stuff. There is only and one. Muffins. There is only one thing that will make you lose weight: is reducing your caloric intake to below your caloric expenditure. A caloric deficit. Yeah. There is there's exactly one thing. That's the and in one in one sense that's a simple thing. But on the other on on the other hand, it's very complicated because of some of the issues that we mentioned before. Right. You know, you don't have enough time. Um, you know, you, maybe you don't know how to cook. You know, many 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 many, many issues. Uh, so I, I don't want to trivialize um, these challenges. You're but, speaking in scientific terms. Yeah, but from a scientific point, there is the laws of thermodynamics. You use more energy than you bring in that's the only thing that's gonna make you lose weight yeah some of these diets might assist you indirectly because they get you to there but they're not gonna help you if you quit after a week because you can't stand eating more cabbage soup or or whatever (laughs) yeah hot take i think cabbage soup could be pretty good so you take a hot take (laughs) (laughs) unpopular opinion i would eat some cabbage soup that's fine okay following macrobiotic you have the acai berry which oprah made popular the superfood i like acai berry 
I also acknowledge that it's not gonna make me not get cancer. Um, the cleansing diets. There's no such thing as a superfood. <laughs> the cayenne, the cayenne pepper, and whatever, water and lemon cleanse. Whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna cleanse my. I think Joe, you made a really good point about this. I'm gonna quote you for a second. You're not detoxing your body. You are not putting bad stuff in your body for a certain period of time. So then there's less of it in your body. You didn't detox and get it all, all the remaining stuff out of your dumb body. You just didn't eat shitty food for a while. And so there's less yeah. of it inside of you. Anytime anyone at, says that they are detoxing or they are concerned about toxins, I ask <clears> them, <throat> there's, there's one question that you can ask, which is, which toxins? <laughs> N- name them. List them off. Right. And the answer is, you, you uh, free can't. radicals. You can't free radicals. You you can't. Well, that's a diff- yeah. That's a that's a different issue. You can't name the toxins because but that's what people say. Well, they free radicals. They don't exist. Um, or, or I mean, well, actually, sugar, hey, sugar is more addictive than cocaine. My nieces have a teacher that said that you're throwing in sixth grade. A sixth grade science teacher said sugar is more addictive than cocaine. You're doing, and the, I got mad. You should get mad because it's a dumb argument. You I do- told them, your science teacher is a bad teacher. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And they're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> you're, you're, gish, you're gish galloping me. Uh, this is a... Dwayne Gish is a creationist, and he's notorious in debates for hopping from um, bullshit point to bullshit point so you can't keep up. So by the oh. end of the debate, it seems like you as the science person lost because you didn't refute each one of his points because oh, sure. it's impossible okay. to do. <laughs> so you're, you're gish galloping me. Um, so the, uh, what was the first point before the sugar thing? The, oh, um, the, the detox, the detoxing, detoxing. The there toxin. are, there are toxins in the food that you eat. I mentioned oxalic acid before it's in spinach. Um, you should absolutely not be concerned about oxalic acid. You use as much spinach as you want. You have a mechanism in your body for, removing toxins it's called your liver and your kidneys and for the record jaundice is a disease of the liver your liver is oh, not liver. removing okay. your liver is I not remo- kidney your no, liver is not removing um bilirubin which is a breakdown product of your red blood cells you know bilirubin i know bilirubin he's uh i went to high school with him yeah yeah from bill fountain <laughs> so if you have like liver disease for there's different reasons he um, played bass with skinner for like a, like two weeks bilirubin he's gonna be missed uh, you have you no, have a Bill Yarubin. Oh, Billy I'm thinking Rubin? about Billy Rubin. Oh, Billy. Oh, Billy with the with the the siding business. Um, you uh you have a system to remove toxins from your body, your liver and your kidneys, and if those are have you know normal function, like you you don't have a disease of the liver or kidneys, or you're not missing a kidney, for instance, <laughs> or something like that. Um, oh, then, my father had disease of the liver. Then you don't need to detox and anything like a cleanse or anything that uses the term cleanse or toxins go the other way yeah. because there's, there's no, there's no science to, to what they're talking about. Um, he left my mama for his final reward in 1947. And then free radicals. The idea behind this is that there are molecules called free radicals that have a, a, a char they're charged particles um, yeah. they they carry a negative uh or i'm sorry positive charge and what they and these are real things they're yeah. breakdown products of metabolism that you are doing every day that you will these 
free radicals will essentially they try to steal um, uh, electrons from Ooh. other molecules, like sneaky guys, like DNA. What this does is it, it breaks down other molecules. So you, you get what you give. You are producing free radicals, Don't and the up. idea is that you will have, if you eat a lot of antioxidants, then then you they, got the music in you. This is the kind of molecules that wear a bucket hat. Yes. Do you remember uh, the new ra- new radicals? Oh no! I was like, I'm, I'm 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 missing our key reference yeah, here. Sorry, never mind. Oh, okay. No, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's now. where he says he's going to beat up Marilyn Manson. I have not heard of the new radicals. You you would know the since, song if you since heard it, yeah. like ninety eight. Yeah, like twenty years. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, you uh, the idea is that you eat antioxidants in your food, like acai berries. And the antioxidants will bind to the free radicals and remove them from your system. Well, that that kind of makes sense on paper, but we have learned through studies of our studies of biochemistry that that's it doesn't work that way. It's much much more complicated like that. Uh, for instance, a, a, an example of a, an antioxidant is vitamin C. Um, so people think that you can like eat a ton of vitamin C and it's going to be better for you. Well, your body very tightly regulates the amount of vitamin C in your uh, bloodstream. Um, and in your in your cells, so you you can't do anything to push the concentration of vitamin C in your what are called mitochondria, bit one way or the other. Unless you don't get enough of it and you get scurvy. You got the music in. Okay, now I remember. That's all. Thank you. <laughs> I'm really proud of myself that I got through that whole diatribe while, while listening to that. I just kept my eyes on the prize. But. Um, I, I, I urge what? people to, 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 to do some more of their own um, research. And by that, I mean looking at, at, at um, legitimate sources on the science of uh, free radicals. Uh, I can recommend a book. It's called Oxygen, the Molecule that Made the World. Um, but, but yeah, so a lot of those issues are kind of like tied into each other. I think this is a major theme that biochemistry and physiology is extremely complicated. Uh, you... Uh, you have to have very specialized um, knowledge to to really truly understand what's going on, um, and I and I think that I think people just get overwhelmed with the um, yeah. the scientific language. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely true. And oxygen looked upon the land and cried, for there were no other pastas to make gross. <laughs> um. <laughs> is that is that a, is that a dig at gluten free pasta? <laughs> oh no, gluten-free pasta. You don't even put refrigerate it. It's I'm great. told that it used to be really bad now now it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. What, um, else, what else you got there? Um in twenty eleven there was the HCG diet. Yeah, I've read about that one. Uh it's human chorionic gona gonadotrophic. Gonadotropin. Tropin, yeah. Which is a hormone produced during pregnancy. Yes. And you're supposed to take it. And I couldn't find any explanation of why it helped you lose weight. Yeah, there's a lot of that with these diets. Maybe you take it and you're allowed to eat for two. I say I think most people tend to gain weight when they're pregnant, don't they? Yeah. Following that was gluten-free, which we've talked about. Paleo. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Paleo is the idea that you're going to eat like it's the Paleozoic era. And you're going to mm-hmm. eat like like a hairy dude walking around in the prairie. 
You and mean just picking up nuts and berries off the ground? You mean the Paleolithic period? Not Sorry, the, not yeah. Paleozoic. Paleolithic. Yeah, Paleozoic. You're going to be um, you're going to pretend to be a, a crinoid, a simple sea lily filter feeding in the ocean. Maybe that's good, next. a good one. Oh no! Oh, I'm sorry. No one got that joke but me. Uh, <laughs> let, let me let, let me let me come in again. <laughs> no, it's good. Paleolithic. Um, yeah, but so, you're gonna like, been, be like Oog and Ugg walking around like, oh yeah. There's the idea. Have I back to Oog and Ugg? Oog and Ugg. Do you feel like I've gained a little weight recently? Have, am I eating too many nuts? I think that mastodon is just going straight to my hips. <laughs> so I, I think, or no, you're supposed to eat. You're supposed that, to eat. That's not to see a mastodon. That brontosaurus side of ribs made. off yeah. the side of my car. Yeah, you're really those a... brontosaurus ribs. I think that I've been driving a lot lately, and and that's good because I have a hole in the floor, and I just you know basically walk and move my car around. What's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> that, that their feet make. Um, the paleo diet has got my dick hanging two... out of this loincloth. <laughs> Two two main things. Yeah, they're not wearing pants, are they? Uh, the Paleolithic diet has two main things wrong with it. The first that's wrong is the um, is the idea that our our ancient ancestors didn't eat grains uh, and they did they didn't eat specific things. Well, a couple things about that. First of all, when you see paleo recipes, you're like, oh, there's a recipe for paleo brownies. I guarantee your ancestors were not eating fucking brownies. Okay, so just because you shoehorn a um, quote unquote unhealthy food or what we would more accurately call uh, nutrition poor or or nutrient dense is you shoehorn that into your weird diet that does not magically make it healthy. (laughs) Right. Brownies are not going to be good for you. Rob Lowe told me that his chocolate shake was very healthy. That's a. That's that's an extreme example, of course, but that's an Atkins thing. But oh, okay, yeah. Well, we should we should talk about Atkins. But the the idea that our ancient ancestors didn't eat any of these things and therefore we shouldn't that's that's just dumb. So for one thing, there was no one diet. Uh, humans are incredibly plastic in the n- number of things we can eat, and there was good, there were variations between you know region to region, and and also people don't eat the same thing every day. Um, the other, the other idea is just, just from a physiological standpoint that if I, this is an example of a low carb diet, low carb fat is the, is the huge major branch of diet fads right now. You have the Atkins diet, which said, reduce your carbohydrate intake, then the paleo diet. So Atkins is not, you don't hear about that as much anymore. It's not as popular. You've got to increasingly, you have to become more and more extreme in your diet claims in order to one up the person before you and sell your books. So you've got the Atkins diet. It's like, well, you should eat fewer carbs. The paleo diet is like, you should eat, you know, almost no carbohydrates, no grains and and certain other things you can't eat. Now you have the keto diet or the ketogenic diet, which is an even more extreme form of low carb diet where you're not supposed to eat, I think any, carbs at all and you derive most of your energy from fat uh the ketogenic diet actually has its origins in the medical field it's a treatment that's that is prescribed for certain children with certain types of seizures because it's called the ketogenic diet because um when the when your body breaks down these fats uh they produce these things called ketone bodies your kidneys can't 
get them out of your system quick enough because you're producing a lot of them. So they get into your bloodstream. Um, and for some reason that we don't understand, those ketone bodies actually are prevent some of these kids from having seizures. So it's a treatment. But it's not a fun diet to be on for these kids. It's also very expensive. So for some reason, people have taken that and latched onto it as like, now this is like the one diet to rule them all. I think, again, it's a game of one-upsmanship. You're trying to sell your book. You have to become more extreme. And I actually don't know how far we can go from here because it doesn't get... Eventually, I think the pendulum will swing the other way and we'll go back to, because we were on macrobiotic diet, eat a bunch of grains. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see where we go from here. You also mentioned sugar very briefly. Um, if you look at recommendations from organizations like the American Heart Association, they'll recommend that you reduce, uh, that you limit your added sugar intake, which is very reasonable recommendation because sugar is, for the most part, it's, it's, it's empty calories, doesn't provide a lot of um, other nutrients. Um, it's just calories. And it's really easy to get too many calories if you're eating a lot of sugar. Right. Uh, your big soft drink from the fast food restaurant, that can be like 500 calories. Right. Yeah. It, you're, it, you're, it's alarming. Uh, that, that's once like you, once, you, once you start to actually like, like my fitness pal or whatever, yeah. once you start tracking your calories, that, it can yeah. be alarming where they're coming from. Exactly. So, so that's just, that that's a reasonable um, claim to say that you should limit your sugar intake. So I don't understand why we need to like take that and say sugar is poisonous. Sugar is more right. addictive than cocaine. That's not true. And but a lot of these claims have a kernel of truth in there. So you have um, a, a, the reward pleasure reward system in your brain, which is part of something called the limbic system, which is essentially I do this action and I derive pleasure from it. Well, um, other things that activate the same system are like when I was petting Dave's cat earlier, um, you know, uh, being around loved ones, um, eating food in general. So, you know, no, no one, no one's going to say cats are more addictive than cocaine. (laughs) Um, it's just, it's just stupid. It's a, that's a plainly stupid argument, um, Mm -hmm. that, that just belies a, complete lack of understanding of the science or a willful misrepresentation of um, some actual sciences I mentioned right, in order right, right. to sell your book or what have you. Um, to qualify a little bit, I don't think we're saying that like people track their macros. Yeah. That's not an inherently stupid thing to do. Um, it's a good way to kind of track what you're eating. There, oh. There's no one way for everybody to be. No, there is like knowing how much protein, sugar and carbs you got in a day. You know, we're not saying that any diet thing is stupid. Um, no, a I, lot of them are are. I think that's the punchline, Joe. Is that you? You have to find the diet that that works for you. Um, and for the record, low carb diets can work for people, and they do work for people. Oh, sure, yeah, of course. Um, but there was a um, well, it makes sense, right? Because the carbs that you don't use, you store in your body, and then they become weight. But the problem with so, this, like, if you fewer carbs based on your activity level, then it just stains to reason. The problem with these um, folks is that it's not enough for them to say, "I eat this specific diet and it works for me, and I've lost some weight or I've maintained weight or whatever it is." Um, it's then going on to say, "This is the only diet that is good for you," yeah. and the other other diets are are actively deleterious for you. 
Um, it's, it just isn't true. So I said that there are you know people that have had success with low carb diets, but um, a large um, there's a, a large study from February of this year. Um, it was called the Diet Fits Study, and it was um, a huge uh, meta analysis, um, which is where you take a bunch of different studies that have individual studies that have been done, and you aggregate them to get an overall sort of consensus. It's like result. Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, exactly. You take all the reviewers' reviews and you you give it a score. Um, so what the Diet Fit study illustrated was essentially, um, uh, I'll read directly from this blog here, there are people who do incredibly well with low-carb or low-fat diets, while other people do incredibly poorly, and they're all within the same study population. So some people in the, in the study population that, that was fed the low-carb diet, some people did very well on it, some people did very poorly, like they gained weight in the low fat diet, um, which low fat diets are very demonized right now. That's why you have people saying that like, Oh, you should eat all fat. Um, some people did very poorly and some people did very well. It's, it's, it's very individual, but I think it goes down to what we mentioned earlier. If you are eating a specific diet, you're paying attention to what you're eating. And so you're paying attention to those calories in, calories out. So tools like my fitness pal that Joe mentioned is it, it, those are very useful tools because it you can help you like get a sense of, of what you're eating. I also like, um, so just uh, maybe this is a good time to get into some like, what are some resources for good information? Yeah, we're, we're rounding the corner of time. Maybe that's a good way to kind of wrap yeah. things up. I said a couple of diets left that we can wrap. If yeah, we can go, do that, go those, for those it. At the can, very end. I think we should end on the positive note of, okay, everything is horrible. I don't know what where, Oh, no, we I mean, fit in wherever you want. If you want to finish your thought, I can just wrap it up with this. No, this, 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 here's more wacky diets real quick. Oh, okay. Um, so I met a Nutritarian recently. Uh, and a Nutritarian diet was created by a former figure skater that became a doctor. Hmm. I'm not saying that figure skaters can't be doctors, but he turned around and started selling books. Uh, this is what they say. You meet the nutritarian principles when you eat plant-based, emphasizing raw, eat plant-based, emphasizing raw fruits and vegetables. You're supposed to eat a pound of fruit and a pound of vegetables every day. It does not, not qualify what kind of fruit, what kind of vegetables. If you're eating high sugar fruit, a pound of it, it's going to add up. Greens, beans, mushrooms, onions, berries, berries. Okay. Uh, those are high sugar and raw nuts and seeds. Avoid processed foods and animal products because they are hormonally unfavorable. Mm. Like, what? what does that mean? I don't know what processed... We, we hear processed food a lot. I'm not advocating any processed food, but I, I'm, I'm super wary of poorly defined terms. Do they mean additives and things? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. I don't think... I don't think if you, yeah, if you got 10 people in a room... It means that there are preservatives in it. If you got 10 people in a room and you ask them all what processed food means i don't think i think you'd get 10 different definitions certainly so uh, for the record i'm not advocating oh yeah you should process foods are great you should eat them no i i think as much as you can eat you know whole whole foods and and cook for yourself that's that's great yeah so i'll just give you a few more diets that i found and then why don't you tell us some tools that we can use yeah. so we can end on a useful note i got a couple of real wacky okay. ones too i'm just gonna mention real quick okay please a chance no go ahead finish your this is a big thought. topic that's why we've Took okay. a long time. So these are just a few that I found that were kind of off the uh, the beaten path. Uh, the glass jar diet. 
Uh, you can only eat for the day what you can fit inside of a glass jar. And the glass jar size is based on your body type. Ugh. So what, if you're shaped like a glass? <laughs> like endomorph, mesomorph, ectomorph. Right. I don't know. Well. Like different I'm, ounce ounce amounts. That's just a silly, I mean, again, that's like, it's taking something that's like kind of makes sense and eating, do, doing something that um, helps you get um, a sense of how much you are eating. Yeah, it's, so, you it's know, a portion control thing, yeah, portion but then control it, thing there's too. no qualification for it. So, yeah, so like eat a, eat, you know, they tell you like things like use a smaller plate and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like th- th- that's useful. That's and your actually, food just falls off right. of it. Well, that's true. Yeah, because I'm going to pile out high, baby. Um, you have the head size diet. Oh my God. <laughs> you try to make your body proportional to your head. So you either bulk up or trim down. Well, I got a on the I, size of your head. I got a really, I'm a really big head, so I guess that means I can. Well, a lot. start carbo load. Get some carbs, bro. <laughs> Give me some French fries. Man. Uh, you got the foot smell diet, <laughs> where you choose food based on how bad your feet smell. <laughs> um, you got the cat diet, where you eat exclusively protein and hair. No. And you clean your butt constantly? No. You... He, he's drifted into fake things a little okay. while, a while ago. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for blowing my bit. Um, Wait. Well, at what point? You got the arm and a leg diet where you just start cutting off your limbs to lose weight. <laughs> and you got the glass door diet where if you press your face on a glass door and it covers two square feet, you just stop eating for the rest of the year. <laughs> well. <laughs> two square feet. <laughs> I, I guess uh, maybe I'm not that smart, but. I I don't know that I could pinpoint. They're almost believable. I don't know at what point I could pinpoint. Well, I guess that's good satire well, is virtually indistinguishable yes. from, from the real To that point, deal. here are a couple weird-ass ones. That it are, was the that... glass jar was where the fake ones began. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, that wasn't real. <laughs> See, I thought that was real. Yeah. I thought that was 100% real. I feel like I staggered those pretty well. So, y- yeah. So, <laughs> so the, these ones are real, and they're almost as ridiculous. One is the werewolf diet. The, or the this lunar diet, real. which is fasting according to the lunar calendar. <laughs> um, there's the cookie diet. I where, read about the fucking cookie diet. Um, it's a cookie monster. You don't just eat chocolate chip cookies, cookies, though. You eat about 500 to 600 calories a day from high protein and high fiber <laughs> weight loss cookies. Made so, by one specific cookie company. So wait, is the cookie out. diet oh, okay. uh, where you you chomp on a bunch of cookies, but almost none of it actually goes into your throat? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you don't you don't actually it's get like stone cold. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, delicious! <laughs> um, nom, nom. That's why Cookie <laughs> Man, Cookie Monster's always he's so hungry because he doesn't actually get much nutrition. From the him. Kurt Angle diet is where you get a milk truck. <laughs> There's also the five bite diet, whereas you eat whatever you want, but you only take five bites of it. That's, How big are the bites? Th- that's the thing. It said it, that was one of the drawbacks. Like it depends. <laughs> I had a. Ro- oh no, this gets worse. I had a roommate in college who would always <laughs> ask me for a bite of whatever I was eating, which would that's weird, but whatever. It's that was our relationship. But if I'd be eating a sandwich, he would say like, "Hey, can I have a bite?" Like, "Yeah, sure, man." And he would like put like half the sandwich in his mouth. You ever have a two bite brownie? That's not two bites. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. There's the tapeworm diet, which is getting a fucking tapeworm. Yep. Uh, and then there's the cotton ball diet, where people ingest cotton balls soaked in orange juice. And as I was telling Joe earlier, the problems with this are, one, that it can block up your intestine. Two, that cotton balls are infrequently made of cotton anymore. They are usually synthetic fibers that are bleached. And as you pointed out, Joe, 
eventually you're going to have to shit a cotton ball. I was going to say, the, that, the synthetic fibers, that was not my first reaction. My first reaction was you're going to have to shit out a cotton ball. Shit a cotton ball sounds like when your mom gets real mad. Like, well, she is liable to shit a cotton ball. <laughs> if you're wondering why you would eat cotton balls, it's a diet suppressant. Oh, because okay. you fill your stomach with cotton yeah. balls like an asshole. And then... Uh, we fill your asshole with cotton balls. <laughs> wow. Like a stomach. God. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's easy it's easy to ridicule these and I, I'm I'm struggling to 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 not just say that these are dumb. There's no reason to defend people eating cotton balls. No, there's there, not. there really isn't. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be fair minded. But um yeah, for whatever your reasons, uh there uh, as we mentioned, diet is by by one uh, measure, very simple: calories in, calories out. Um, anyone who tells you other than that is trying to sell you something. Um, and this podcast is free. So. But this podcast is free. But within that, it's it's there's it's very complicated. There's a lot of nuance. Um, but there are some resources that you can can go to. So for um, some kind of like more statistics on on uh, some of the issues we talked about, like um, obesity and things like that. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control, cdc.org, is a great resource. Um, another resource, which uh, is really great for, um, they have all kinds of things like recipes, um, strategies, and tips, and things like that, is just the American Heart Association. Um, I will say, the one thing that I disagree with the American Heart Association is their recommendations for sodium intake, which is a different, um, it's a different podcast. But basically, they tell you to eat like a super low amount of sodium that's unrealistic. Anyway, for the most part, the American Heart Association is a great resource. Then if you're looking at... they, um, You know, they also say 35 grams of sugar a day, which is really fucking difficult. It's not very much at all. They also I, put a little too much weight on the heart. Am I, am I right? Well, I mean, heart does... <laughs> heart... <laughs> I'm almost like... It's almost offended that shit. I almost why I almost defended there. Yeah. Um, other things that I like are um, there is a uh, there's a blogger called uh, Dr. Yanni Friedhoff, and he runs a blog called Weighty Matters. Uh, he is um, it's it's a science based um, website about issues related to weight loss and weight maintenance. Uh, he also has a book, um, and uh, there is a for fitness uh, joe and i have talked a lot about how there's a lot of what we call bro science out there which yeah, is yeah, yeah. kind of like real science except it's it's not true and it's told to you by a guy who spends a lot of time at the gym you see the guy that puts the rubber ball in his mouth and chews on it when he's lifting weights and it's like it's really it's really defining my jawline it's told to you by a, it's told to you by a guy who's it's terrible it's told to you by a guy who's size is what it's called it's called jawser size guys it's called jawser size i've seen that that sounds awful it, the, bro science is science is told to you by a guy who screams when he's lifting right and throws his weights down like yeah, jackass yeah, 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 yeah. right um uh, James Fell is a is a fitness um, blogger, and his website's called Body for Wife, which is a an, an inside joke. If you read the blog, the the punchline being uh, he once got asked to write an article for some magazine about women maintaining their weight for their husband, and he told him, "I'm absolutely not going to write that because you would never tell me to write a Body for Wife." So he made that the name of his website. Right. 
so there com- was a diet for women with their wedding coming up who only ingest nutrients by IV. Oh God! See, some of these just sound like they only might only like ingest micromanaging all of the details. Yeah, <laughs> right. that was a real one, by the way. Yeah. Some I didn't some make of these just up, sound just so so awful. It's real patriarchal, right? And also just really unhealthy. Like this is this is when society pushes this to a crazy. Level. Yes. Well, that like I said, it's a it's a disordered relationship with food, and there are some doctors that have pushed for um, a new to the creation of a new um, class of eating disorder called orthorexia. These are folks that appear to be healthy because they have a, um, a healthy weight and they look normal. Um, they might even be you know like fitness bloggers or like Instagram um, famous people. Then you put on special sunglasses and they actually have skeleton faces. <laughs> but they, they are, um, they, they have a, a, a disordered relationship with food in much the same way that people with anorexia or bulimia do. Mm. They just are essentially functional in society uh, or what we would, we would, we would classify as being functional. Um, there's disagreement in the in the psychological communities whether that's a real definition, but people are seeing more and more people coming into their their clinics and things like that, saying, you know, I need to eat clean, things like that. Um, uh, one one final uh, couple final resources: the um, uh, Weight Watchers is actually like if you're trying to lose weight, like this is super. It's a pretty good program because it just it's calories in calories out you get different points for different foods based on the calories that they have um you can choose the diet that sort of works for you based on what you like to eat and your preferences and it's um doctors will recommend that to you uh but again your doctor is the number one resource um so none of us are doctors uh ask your doctor for trying any sort of um weight loss program or, or just diet in general and they may wish to refer you to um, someone can, who's a specialist with nutrition. Be very careful because um, uh, anyone can call themselves a nutritionist. I could open up a clinic in a strip mall tomorrow and say that I'm Joe Wood nutritionist. There, there's no uh, regulation for that. Hmm. The term that you're looking for is registered dietitian. Ah. The, so those are distinctly different things. That that is an actually regulated term, um, and if you're getting referred to somebody by a doctor uh, or or hospital, it's, it's probably a registered dietitian. So um, that that would be my sort of final advice on that is is talk to somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. Very good. When I was twelve, my friend and I prank called Jenny Craig. <laughs> I can't. And they had a jingle which was one eight hundred. 97 Jenny. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And so we called once and said, When 897 Jenny, you suck, and hung up. Oh, man, you were so cool. Oh, you got them. That's why and they're not in business anymore. You crushed their spirit. We waited one minute and then called back the same number. Oh. And went, One eight hundred. This is the sheriff. <laughs> it wasn't. It was, a, it was a Jenny Craig representative. Then she called my house Ooh. and told my mom that we had called and cursed at them. And my mom thought it was funny. <laughs> I didn't get in trouble. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I, w- I said like, well, we said that they suck. She's like, yeah. Well, they That's do. That's not a curse. <laughs> I forgot one last thing. Um, Just just the USDA uh, and my plate. The one problem with my plate is that the milk lobby got in the there. The milk lobby got in there and they will tell you that you need to drink milk. You 
do not need to drink milk. If you like to drink milk, sure, go for it. Well, the whole campaign that got milk and the idea that you need this much milk in your diet, that was just because in the 90s, yeah, dairy farmers needed a boost and the government right. helped them out. That's now, why that all happened. Now, for the record, um, moral and uh, ecological arguments aside, milk is not bad for you. It can be a part of a healthy diet, but you certainly don't need it. Um, At least you don't need as much of it as is said. Right. But the the basic premise of my plate, which is half of your plate, because the old food pyramid was dumb because people don't understand what a serving size is. A serving size of chicken, for instance, is like the size of a deck of playing cards. But I think most people will tell you like, well, it's a one, one, whatever I'm eating, like one chicken breast or one whole chicken. That's yeah, the serving. One, one chicken. It's where um, you take the chicken you put in your mouth, pull out a skeleton. Yeah. So yeah. unless you're like, like weighing, Pluto. unless you're weighing your food, it's incredibly difficult to understand like, what a serving is. Um, my plate just says, okay, make sure that half of your plate is fruits and vegetables. Quarter of the plate is uh, starches and quarter of your plate is protein. It doesn't make specific um, prescriptions for what that protein can be. So for instance, if you are, uh, if you don't eat meat, it can be, you know, peanut butter, it can be lentils, it can be, um, you know, sea tan or wh- whatever you use mm-hmm. to get your protein intake. Um, if you don't like broccoli, it doesn't have to be broccoli. It could be something else. It's not, but the point is that it's worked for you and you can vary it from day to day, which will keep you interested and keep you on that diet. Unlike if you're going to eat cabbage soup or poop out cotton balls for the rest of the day what if for dinner i had two soy hot dogs with mustard on them how did how i do on my plate um pretty good <laughs> and uh i had whiskey as well oh then that's then, a complete then, then meal fine. Yeah. that's a fruit whiskey's a fruit <laughs> it grows on a tree yep <laughs> yep sure does comes inside of coconuts i the, hear the whiskey tree that's why you put the lime in there yeah, drink them both up. Well, guys, it was, it was fun. Way. It was fun. <laughs> it's fun uh, making fun of weird diets with y'all. Joe, thank you for joining us again. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Now I'm hungry. Yeah. Let's go shove a cotton ball in your in your face. All right. Get the, get the cake up your butt and. I actually put the cotton balls in the cabbage soup. They soak up the uh, the, the cabbage broth or whatever it is. And and then you don't have to eat anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just gulp them down. Yeah, I mean, it's a I made diet a, where I watch cotton balls absorb things. <laughs> I made a big healthy meal and I, th- and I gave it to the dog. Yep. <laughs> the dog diet. Cool. All right. Well. All right. Thanks until, for listening, until next y'all. Time. Hope that this was informative. Bye now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.